Hello, welcome to the Snowman Walk Through Podcast. It's not popular. Episode 190. Name is Justin. And mine's Helen. And we are once again recording live over the internet. Whether you'll notice if there's anything different from prior recordings, maybe let us know somehow. <laughs> but we're just going to get on with what we've been up to over the past couple weeks, which is a lot of, you know, watching anime, maybe watching, maybe catch up with some video games. Helen, how, how's, how's the past few weeks been for you? A blur. <laughs> um, I, I did Katsukon, <laughs> and yeah, I've just still been in like my usual morass of being busy, being tired, being too tired to do things, making myself busier afterwards. So yeah, I have nothing new to talk about. Oh, I did learn how to play Mahjong at um, Katsukon. That, that was an achievement. <laughs> Mahjong. It's apparently become a popular thing. I know somebody that's been, uh, I think he wrote an article about this either last week or this week. I gotta get to reading that. But yeah, apparently Mahjong's becoming a thing, I guess. I mean, listen, I've learned how to play Mahjong, Go, Taiko Drumming, Naginata, between Katsukan and Otakon over the years, so, you know, this is just very normal for me. <laughs> yeah, I would say, uh, actually, I haven't been, like, you know, I've been going with this black backlog thing, but I haven't really been too diligent with that. I've been having some other stuff pop up over the past few weeks. Uh, so I'm kind of slowed down a little bit, but I will get back to it soon enough. I did kind of throw in a couple of things to my backlog. Uh, I already wrote a review about it. Uh, I reviewed the Ascendance of a Bookworm audiobook, so I have them now so you can hear me gushing once again about Bookworm, which is, I guess, nothing new if you've been listening to this podcast for years and years. You already know about my love for this series and this franchise, basically, so that's not new. But I also ended up listening to the... Uh, a volume two of the Slayers audiobook that Jin Close is releasing. Uh, that's just like a thing I do on the side. And I finally finished that. That was, <laughs> it's much shorter than Bookworm, so it didn't take <laughs> as much time. But, um, but yeah, uh, good stuff. Uh, don't know when the volume two's, uh, the next volumes of each will be coming out because, uh, it's interesting what these Jin Club producers want aside from like them outsourcing the other. Um, audiobook companies they don't actually like have events notice for their upcoming audiobooks it's either gonna release this first one and who knows when we'll release the next one so we just hope that so they don't like put it on a release schedule come. or anything yeah they don't have a release schedule for it for their for their produced stuff that they're working with i guess sound That's cadence so I, I don't know if this because of how, how to work with sound cadence the fact that they're using like um the regular like anime uh dub voice actors uh, just to note that Red, uh, the one who did Bookworm, Red Bird, obviously you know her as mine from Bookworm, but she also does like a bunch of audiobooks before, so that's a little bit different. But the other audiobooks that J. Lau Club's been producing, they've been working with the um, anime English voices, so it may be a little bit different process, but who know who knows? But um, yeah, there's no now we're scheduled for those yet, so unfortunate, but we just hope that they come out a decent decent enough schedule. Other than that, though, the other thing I've just been doing is playing Golden Sun. Uh, this was basically one of those. I played this so much as a kid, <laughs> and uh, came out on the Nintendo uh, uh, Isha, uh, this Nintendo Switch uh, online a few months ago. I want to say last month. I want to say um, just playing on and off. Obviously, not too much because I've always played. I've played this game before, but just reliving the excuse me <clears throat> the moments where. Isaac and crew had to deal with this giant rock out of nowhere, just uh, causing their little town location just to be just causing chaos and being a little bit into some tragedy a little bit. Um, and then them growing up using Cyan energy and their, their special powers to try to grow from that moment, but then getting involved in something that involves potentially the destruction of lots of places. Uh-oh. Time to go on an adventure to save, save the save way wayyard, uh, and and bring up wayyard because it's been interesting. Cause I think growing up when the first game came out, they didn't actually name it. Like there was no name for the the, the world yet. I think it came out when Golden Sun Two came out. That's when the, <laughs> no one we knew what the continent was. Um. So yeah, just living stuff like that and the summons and everything, the gin, all that good stuff. So fun stuff, fun stuff. I uh, hope to play a little bit more on and off. Oh, I should ask, have you tried out the um, Unicorn um, Overlord um, demo? No. It sounds like it's very Fire Emblem, so it sounds like it would be up your alley. 
most games I assume be up my alley just a pace of what I'd be motivated to play video games as seriously as most like as most like Fire Emblem and stuff like that. You're like, I don't know, I don't know uh, if I'll be yeah. motivated to play um, video games, and then you talk about, oh yeah, so I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses for like the sixth time now, you know. Uh, it feels very yeah. If it's Fire Emblem, if, if it's, no, 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 it's Fire Emblem because I, I don't know. I've just been they're like, you know, like how people just like they only play Madden or they just play like one cyclic franchise. Like yeah, all the and time I don't understand those else. people. Yeah, they unfortunately, really weird me out. I do yeah. not understand how your brain does not go mad from doing the same thing over and over. That is not how my mind works at all. I find it deeply well, disturbing. <laughs> I will. I will say. I don't want to compare Madden, Fire Emblem. They're, they're both two <laughs> different things. Um, there's definitely aside from the only like gameplay part, and there may be some di- differences. Like obviously, the houses at the the school part and the attack, the battalions and everything engaged had something totally different. There are differences, like aside from gameplay, but obviously the story will be different, character designs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There'd be some obviously themes along the way, but there are totally differences in terms of like how the how to play it. Yeah, basically I, I, I know what I'm saying. It sounds it. like from all of that, that Unicorn Overlord is going to be very similar in terms of having like a, I think it's like right. a three by so two then, fighting style um, with a grid, mm-hmm. um, with character designs, with being able to smooch, all that. Yep. And then it then comes down to, okay, but do I want to tackle yet another new franchise or t- just jump into a new series? I, I mean, it's not game, even a franchise. So, so it's it, probably it, going to be a one off game. Vanillaware doesn't usually do sequels. Well, I'm just saying, like, in general, like, a new video game, anything like that. So, like, I, like, I have my, like, a pile of video games over the years. Do I want to replay I Fire Emblem Three Houses for the seventh time, or do I want to try something new? And that's why they have a demo. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, the next thing I want to do is actually go back and play Engage again. <laughs> but I, I only played it once. I was supposed to play the hard mode, and I haven't done that yet. So. See, here you're like, I, I only got played thinking... this game to completion one time. I feel like I need to play but, it more times. I do not but, understand But here's, here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, though. Um, I had gotten the, excuse me, <clears throat> I had gotten the, um, the Shadow Dragon, like the ridiculously, the Famicom version that was released on digital ages ago, and I still have not actually been, I've just been, the, the problem is playing these modern Fire Emblem games, is that going back in time to play in the 1990, late 90s, or actually I think it's late 80, 89, 80s. Fire Emblem is a lot different. It's much more difficult and much more like, oh god, <laughs> this mechanic is just so awkward. Uh, but I haven't beaten that yet. And I supposedly have beaten every rele- uh, released uh, Fire Emblem. It would be 1990, FYI. So the first Fire Emblem game came out in 1990. Yeah, because I'm getting mixed up. Because I know, like, it's like you have Gaiden that came out. I also in the late 90s. Then you have the Super uh, New Mystery of the Emblem, which came out in 1994, 93, 94, one around, one, somewhere around there. So it's like, I know it came out somewhere in that time period. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you can keep making these Point excuses. Is, I'm just going to say these sound like very silly excuses to me. They're, they're not They're not silly. There's our motivation. No, I said they sound silly to me. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, but it's probably not a silly thing. <laughs> Except for Madden. I will, I will basically go like, look, Madden... NFL Live or uh, uh, NBA Live, you're just updating the rosters for different players because they're different. What what new things can you actually add for those type of things? <laughs> We're just playing a basketball game <laughs> or a football game. Uh, you can't really add too much new aside from just updating things. So that's kind of why I quit that. Like, that used to be a thing for me. I used to get every every version of Madden every year growing up, <laughs> and at some point I just stopped. <laughs> so I just say yeah. Anyways, we're, we're getting into too much video game talk. I think it's time we move on to other stuff. Yeah, let's talk about anime and anime conventions, like how Akon uh, 33 is not going to be happening this year. Uh, prior to this, Akon was the longest continuously running anime convention in the U.S., I believe. And um, quoting from the ANN article, the staff noted that the ripple effects from the pandemic caused unexpected challenges, which compounded Akon's own, quote, unique challenges, unquote. I have heard some things about Akon in the past few years, like I think they got bought up by a different outside owner, and they kept being scheduled like the same weekend as DreamHack Dallas, and it's never a good idea to have two competing conventions. Also, I think this is the one where in 2022 they held it all outside, again in Dallas, in June. You know, this is not the combination of words (laughs) you want to hear together in a sentence. So, Akon is definitely not happening this year. Hopefully they'll be able to pick back up in 2025, but 
sounds like at this point that is all up in the air. I mean, obviously they don't run the convention this year, then they don't have the operating costs of that convention, but you still have to pay like all of your contract cancellation fees with places like the venue. So we'll just see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess this kind of adds on to like conventions just not happening this year, unfortunately. Uh, I, kind of I think the only other one that's about... in this much trouble yeah, is anime. anime Next, and that is also yeah, that was good bring up. Yeah, like I mean, they existed last yeah, year that... just under strange circumstances. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like I said, it was good. It was a more unique day for Anime Next for for sure. But it also was another convention that's not going to happen this year. So it's like, what what could be the next convention that? Excuse me. <clears throat> could run into any issues but we'll just have to see and i guess for other conventions just hope that things are actually running smoothly enough to actually run them so now a couple of news that happened over the past few weeks and there was a lot of news um i guess it's uh in terms of like returns and everything rory driving dragon is coming back to ruka shoulder jump sort of <laughs> um yeah, that one went on hiatus it's in like pub- 2022 after just a few chapters, but they were really good first few chapters. Yeah, I'd take everybody's word for it. I have obviously not started Rui Dragon at all. Uh, so yeah, it was... It took like breaks in, J- in July 2022, but then at some point it took an extended break because the author stuff was pretty bad. Then it was like basically silence, I think for a good year. And then I want to say earlier or late last year, or early this year, there was some sort of, like, tweet from the author or something like that. <clears throat> there was. I didn't regarding see things. it. But, but, yeah, it looks like it's... I saw something about that. Yeah, it looks that. like it's going to be coming back as a um, once-every-two-week series instead <clears throat> of a weekly series. So, hopefully, that works out well for them. Yeah, it's going to publish... The, the first five chapters... Upcoming five chapters is going to be a Weekly Shonen Jump. Then it's going to move to digital. Weekly Shonen Jump and Jump Plus, April 22nd. And then it's going to be published every two weeks. So, yeah. Uh, I also agree. I hope that this actually... Uh, does help in terms of making sure that manga is well retained and the author stay healthy for sure. So agree with that. <clears throat> Booty Royale is also back. This this was a, definitely a departure from Rui Jacket. That that is for sure. Um, so this is going to resume uh, serialization in March fifteenth. Um, this also kind of weird news because there was also some strange circumstances involved with the author. Uh, it was Rui Takato. Where I think there was a sort of home situation that could have involved his wife or kids, maybe noticing what he was drawing and like I'm just speculating. Don't obviously take any. I just say with just say everything I said with grain of salt. But there's definitely some home situation issue that was noted. The author noted himself there was something going on. So I guess that home situation resolved or figured out or whatever, and now the series can resume. So there you go. And then we have and another guess, manga that is oh. restarting serialization. Uh, Momoko Okoda's My Special One uh, went on hiatus in October 2022, <clears> but it is going to be resuming this summer. Uh, I did not realize this was something that this was actually putting out. So um, hooray yep, for everyone be, yep. there. Yep. So I don't, I don't know if they had caught up to the Japanese release or no, they had not actually. Um, there's 10 volumes in Japan and this is going to be putting out the sixth volume in May. So American fans probably haven't even noticed the <laughs> break in the meantime. <laughs> um, but as you know, we got things like getting coming back, but then we got some stuff that's going to get either delayed or on hiatus or pushed back, et cetera, et cetera. So we got a couple anime that's unfortunately or fortunately. Yeah, just one anime getting pushed back. This is joining Quality Assurance, another spring 2024 casualty. Um, Alia sometimes hides a feeling Russian. This was planned for a spring season, but it's got pushed back to July. Um, I think they said there was production issues, but I personally, this I mean, is just if it's me personally issues, just say, this is personally say, look at the spring season is freaking loaded. Let's actually take our time with this and push this back to the summer, please. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 not capitalize ourselves. Let's 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 actually do things smartly here. Yeah. Well, so I there you go. Not- that that's my that's my theory. I have not started looking at the spring season that much, but I feel like I, even Helen. by not looking at them, there's been a ton in there, like the new Euro camp. Helen, this week alone, I think added like, or maybe this few, last few weeks, added like three or four more shows to the eight, the spring season. Like, what is wrong with all of you? Why would you do this to yourselves? 
Um, like what? Like seriously, I, I it, we'll obviously get more to it when the actual season airs. But, but geez, what are these committees? What are they doing? Not coordinating, <laughs> <doing>? clearly. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, we got back to manga a little bit. Um, Miss Kozumi's uh, loves ramen noodles. The manga had ended publication with Taki Shobo, but it's not actually over yet. Uh, I think they were, the author was mentioning something about. Let me open this to make sure. But yeah, it's not going to be a Taki Shobo. I understand. My understanding is the author is looking for. Yep, looking for a new publisher for this manga. There was no reason. Um, the author Naru uh, Narumi did not give reason for a decision for why it's not continuing in. The Takashovo's story of Dash uh, magazine, or the website, should be more more clear. But uh, she had stated that she had worried, thought over uh, this was the article. She had stated um, she had worried and thought about over many times since last year that discussion made the choice. Um, so yeah, no, again, not sure what happened, but maybe it was the production yeah, schedule. Currently... Like maybe she just felt like they were asking more than she would put out. Maybe she felt like. They weren't supporting her enough. Like her sales could be higher somewhere else. Right. Maybe she yeah, just really had beef with a coworker and did not want to work with them anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, lots of reasons. Nothing stated, but uh, yeah, for now it's I guess on temporary hiatus until they can she can find another publisher for it. I guess. And then also um, following up on uh, hiatuses and such. Uh, I know that we reported before that um, Monthly Action a Magazine um, has um, put out its final issue, and it has revealed the fate of um, all the manga that were running in there. Uh, there's a couple that are moving over to the sister magazine, Manga Action, and those are Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, um, Surugomomo, Sword of the De Demon Hunter, Kijin, again, Kensho, Watazo Mitsuru, Kamoi-san, and Kawasemi-san uh, no Suri-gohan. And there's um, and the rest of the Dragon Maid spinoffs are going to be moving to the web action manga website. Um, there's a couple of series which aired their final chapters along with the magazine ending. So hopefully those were good endings. Hopefully they didn't feel quick and forced. And um, the remaining series have also been moved to the web action, um, uh, I'm guessing, website. Um, which includes um, Holmes of Kyoto's uh, manga adaptation and uh, Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time. Uh, Holmes of Kyoto's uh, manga adaptation was previously on CR Manga. Not sure if it still is because I don't think Crunchyroll manga still Crunchyroll exists. Manga, Crunchyroll manga is, does not, that's why I said it was. Okay, that, that's <laughs> why I thought that it was like, I was, I was like, did they actually can it or did they do something else? And, um, and, uh, you know, was, uh, and Peter Grill is um, published by Seven Seas. But sounds and like you know those two are was... going to be continuing at least, just on a different format. Yeah, yeah I was gonna like I was to <laughs> to home secure. I had to actually remember for like two seconds. Like, wait, who put put this out again? And it's, it's not nobody else put this out. Like, like not a square or something like that, right? No, it was it was, it was on Crunchyroll manga only. So yeah, that's that's the only title um, that yeah you still you can actually read officially, but it was officially like available and stuff like that, but not anymore. Um, as far as, as far as I remember, I don't think it's anywhere else. Um, there was also, like I said, there was lots of manga that got moved to web action, but it was just too much for a list. So I just, I, I kept it to stuff that was at least licensed at some point in the U.S. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, this one just got me like, what is, uh, wrong with these people? What is wrong with this guy? So your name producer, Kotro, uh, Ito was... Um, arrested by Wakayama Prefectural Police for allegedly soliciting a 15-year-old high school girl living in Nagano for new pictures of herself. Ito admitted to the charge. Though according to authorities, he claimed that he had, quote-unquote, done it with other people, so he couldn't tell if it was this girl or not. Uh, that doesn't make it right! More... She is 15! Yeah, yeah, like, it obviously makes it... Yeah. Only ask people for new uh, photos with their consent. There is a whole industry devoted to selling those, sir. Yeah, that it just reading it was just like, you can't be serious. You cannot tell me you are so incompetent as to not know where you can find to buy the, those consensually on the internet. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe yeah, you are the, that stupid, it, but, you know, I'm trying to assume yeah, that's you gotta remember that you're not no, like no, a you, you gotta, idiot. You gotta be remem reminded that people are just, there are lots of people that are just really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just really, just really dumb. Uh, 
they're looking uh the police looking to see if there was uh more obviously doing more more research more looking for more information and everything so um they're investigating the other victims that are involved with each so there's a decent chance we may be talking about this person again and you know at this time he probably seeing what type of jail time he's gonna get at, at that point so we'll, we'll definitely be monitoring that although it is japan and they don't seem to care about this as much so i mean if he was doing drugs well, that'd be a totally different we'll, thing <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely find out this guy is okay yeah it was part of the your name everything but i don't think we want to compare this to supposedly the famous roni kenshin author or anything like that i mean that's not supposedly that there's drug. actual police reports for that <laughs> yeah that if they find more for walking out if they find more information i i, I imagine this guy's gonna not gonna he's definitely gonna be screwed that that is for sure mm -hmm. but we'll see let's see ntv apologized in regards to the death of hinaku asihara that was the mangaka of um, Santa Chronicles and um, Sexy um, Tanaka-san who um, committed, well, we are, we are reasonably sure it was suicide um, recently. So, quoting from the ANN write-up, the company apologized to all involved and expressed condolences to Asihara's family. The network stated that it is taking the situation seriously and is conducting its own investigation of an internal team. NTV is cooperating with the publisher Shogakukan and an outside investigation team. I don't know how much they'll be able to do, since it sounds like it was, to put it mildly, a lot of depression over how her work was being changed for the adaptation. So I'm not sure their investigation is really going to turn up anything there, you know? Right, right. Although, yes, absolutely, they should be looking into it in some way. I'm just, I don't think that they are going to find the right tree in the forest. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, the uh, co-founder of the cartoon fantasy organization um, Mark Merlino had passed away uh, I think earlier in this month um, there was a Go, uh, GoFundMe campaign that launched to see if we can help originally it was launched to pay for medical bills after his hospitalization December 23rd after he had suffered three micro uh, strokes and then Eventually, it was later discovered that he had um, he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer, um, but then unfortunately he passed away. And now the funds will go to the funding for um, probably for, funeral costs. Since those yeah, are expensive. Probably funeral, yeah, it's like for a health, a health fund hospice, but now I guess he's gonna go for a funeral. Um, I noted I put him in here because it was no he um, he's one of the co-founders. Apparently, the first anime club in North America. Um, I actually don't know that. That was interesting. That's interesting to find out. So he was basically one of the older anime fans and got one of the contributing factors to the industry, especially I mean, the anime growth in North America, just starting anime clubs. And obviously, they probably inspired others to start their own anime clubs. So uh, definitely a tough loss for sure. Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, there, there's a lot of news this time, folks. Um, uh, in happier news to round this out, um, the month, uh, monthly afternoon um, magazine editorial team and the Skip and Loper production committee um, donated um, 10 million yen after the January 1st quake. Um, so let's see. I don't know if it's like directly from any of the people involved or just sort of like the profits from the series, but Overall, yes, that's a very nice gesture, I think, by them, regardless of however they're getting the money through legal means, that is, you know. Yeah, Misaki Takamatsu, the creator of Skip and Loafer, uh, I think, uh, I want to make sure, I think she was, I think that's where she, where the author grew up. I was going to guess that she either grew up there or that's where the series um, starts out. That was going to be my guess. Although, dang, the yen is doing so poorly right now compared to the dollar, because 10 million yen is only 66,000 U.S. dollars right now, instead of, you know, the usual mental math of putting it at 100,000. Mm. Um, but yeah, they were definitely, they, they donated their, um, excuse me. <clears throat> so yeah, Takamatsu and then the uh, afternoon, the afternoon magazine staff editorial and the production committee for the anime. They basically contributed in all the ways, and then uh, earlier this February, the production committee put the Skipping Loaf for Anime up for up on for free on um, on YouTube. It's basically charity, so you would donate. Excuse me, 
<clears throat> said I would donate. Uh, whoever watched or who showed up would donate. I would see their funds there. Uh, so hopefully everything turned out well on that. So. So, all right. Um, Going to switch over to some of the licenses that happened, which, you know, it's actually kind of quiet, I think, for a bit. Like, I was like, okay, we got a couple things here, a couple things there. And all of a sudden, this whole week, this past week, just like, okay, pump company's going to license this. And then I'm going to, uh, like, okay, I'm going to license this. Company's going to license me. And then, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking, like, okay, yeah, we should be good. Young Press got their announcement. All of a sudden, Square Enix didn't know what their announcement was. like, what's Here comes Square Enix with a scale chair. <laughs> So, all right, let's uh, let's start with the what are the out of nowhere announcements because I, I can't imagine anybody thought that Ashton no Joe would actually finally be licensed and published in English. But guess what? And physically too. Kind of out of nowhere, it's gonna release and not just normal physically. It's gonna be like one of those gorgeous deluxe, oversized of what I is mean, it nineteen seventies? When is what was this made? This manga. This is old. This is an old manga. Yeah, I don't know about oversized. I don't know if they've released many of the plans. No, no, yet. they they, yo, they did. They did. It's gonna be oversized. I mean, I know it's uh, gonna be deluxe. omnibuses since the release is twenty volumes yep. in Japan and it's gonna be eight volumes here. Not exactly sure how they're gonna divide it up. <laughs> yeah, and, and the well, volumes are gonna price, cost sixty gonna be bucks expensive. a piece here. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be expensive. I'm, I'm. That makes me curious how to digitally, how to gonna release it digitally, because it's gonna get a digital release. But what are you gonna do with that? Are you gonna release it, uh, like as like a single volume format, two and ones, or actually gonna actually release that also <laughs> in like a crazy thirty nine ninety nine <laughs> releases something like that for digital. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's good for Kanancha. I am very curious to see how they're gonna handle this release from not just obviously this year for the next couple of years is obviously going to be something they're going to release uh for a good while i would say maybe it'll be finished in 2026 but we'll and that's assuming no delays or anything like that but yeah good for them uh but but it is funny again that they once again had this announcement but then they obviously leave their digital announcements to the side <laughs> third straight month uh they just say oh yeah we got a digital title we're just gonna you know throw it in there and Maybe somebody will care about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, whenever they decide they want to announce their digital title, it's already up on platforms. Uh, Shizuko, uh, uh, Shikiso, Utsuzawa, Mokuba, Matsu, and Puyonosuke's Because I, the True Saint, was banished, that country is done for. Uh, this is coming out um, sometime in March. Uh, well, Alright, that, that is just a very long title. Anyway, so it is a uh, very Yen long Press, time indeed. <laughs> yeah. So Yen Press has also decided to announce uh, their August slate, and this is, I think, at the moment just August release plans. We'll see if anything gets pushed back, but they'll be bringing over the Magical Girl and the Evil Lieutenant used to be arch enemies um, by Koko Fujiwara. This is going to be an omnibus release. It's also a title we've mentioned here before, since that was the one that um, Fujiwara was working on when they died. Um, and there's also an anime coming up for it. Apparently that was in the works while um, Fujiwara was still alive. Yen Press is also bringing over Hitomi Iruma and Fly's My First Love's Kiss at, in the Yen On imprint, which means it is a light novel. Sancho Kumaido's Strategic Lovers. Yoru Michio and Ruka Toro's Hell is Dark with No Flowers, also for Yen On. Uh, Tomo Nanao's The Hachijo's Specialty, Tango's Love. Joji Shiraishi. Narimumi and Azuri, Azuri's Riviere and the Land of Prayer manga. They've already got the light novel. Um, Akaharu Toka's The Dark History, the Reincarnated Villainous Short Story Collection. Obviously, they already have the main series. And that one, I think, also just had an anime announced. Which means I need to get off my butt and review that series. Um, Kotoko and Mikrome's In Another World, My Sister Stole My Name. Uh, is that one a manga or a light novel? I thought it was a light novel. It's a manga. Okay, it is a manga. Okay. Uh, Soichiro Watase, Ginta, and Reki Kawahara's Sword Art Online Alternative Clover's Regret, which is a light novel. Uh, yep. Zappon, uh, Mitsuki, Higashoji, and Yasumo's Rejected by the Heroes Party, a princess decide to live a quiet life in the countryside, which is a manga spinoff of the Banished from the Heroes Party um, light novel series. Although, yes, they already uh, have a, a manga be... for that, and that also did get an anime, so that's probably why people are familiar with it. Right. 
And then, yeah, these are all planned for August. But we'll see if all these titles actually stick to their August slate release. We'll have to see about that. Uh, yeah, the Magical Girl thing, Evil Lieutenant, is definitely the one that's interesting to me. Because, obviously, it's an incomplete series. You don't usually... But they... Oh, I forgot to mention, they did incomplete. previously license and release um, Inuboku. Um, yeah, that was going to... Yeah, I was going to... Uh, mentioned that 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 is a title coco for joy they have released that before so it does make sense from that perspective but still you usually don't release uh incomplete uh series like this but i guess obviously they decided that i was with the anime coming up and it is a title the author they're familiar with it was worth to bring this over even in his incomplete state so it's so that's that's nice and then uh, obviously we'll see how that does and especially how the anime does for sure um Square Enix decided to join in the, the announcing new things party. Um, they announced all this uh, yesterday on Saturday. So here's what they could bring over. This is planned for all like in the fall 2024 window. So like November, December, right, right around there. So Mayo Momoyo's, oh, my, Mayo, Mo, Mayo Momoyo, Itsukimito, and Kaki Nagato's always a catch. How I punch my way to, into marrying a prince. Yoshiyama's dragon and chameleon. And Akumi Akitoki, Rito Kosaka, and Suiko Tsujiyoko is my happy marriage art book. Uh, yeah, just three titles. Um, one's an art book. So, yeah. Whoever's looking forward to those can check those out. All right. Sublime announced a couple of announcements as well on Valentine's Day. Uh, for those who don't remember, this is Viz's Boys Love imprint. Uh, so they announced Minata Suzumaru's Takara's Treasures, he, um, Hidebu Takahashi's Stigmata, Love Bites, Tomo Kurosahai's Someday I'll Fall For You, Haruta's Worst Soulmate Ever, and Mamita's The Metalhead Next Door. I would also like to thank all these authors for having relatively pronounceable pseudonyms. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are also announced... I'm bouncing for seven seas, but it also lines up with their wonderful Wednesdays. So, I mean, I guess it just all was convenient for them to have these. But they did, <laughs> I guess, go a little Ash overboard. They, they, they did make sure these are kind of like, I guess, romance themed. So, there was a, there was definitely a theme here for these. So, Takibi, Amamori, Emiguru, and Itachi's Too Many Losing Heroines. This is the light, they license both the light level and the manga. Uh, Mochiaulat and Magicoids Otenari Complex. Chizu, Aoi, and Mia Yuduki's Love by Two Fiancés. This is for their steamship uh, imprint. Hironi-san's At This Good Tude. And Saku Nonomura's Handsome Girl and Shelter Girl, the complete manga collection. Let's see. Titan Manga announced exclusively on ANN that they've licensed Amako Karuda and Yoriji Fuji's The Elegant Courtly Life by of the Tea Witch. Um, they're going to release the first volume in November. Considering that I think everything Titan Manga has released so far has been exclusively announced on ANN, I'm starting to wonder if they simply do not know how to do press emails. <laughs> it, is it is definitely possible, that is for sure. <laughs> Listen, you can't tell me that you have not had this same thought. Uh, I mean, I don't worry about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, my, my excessive sarcasm is coming out there then. <laughs> uh, Bookwalker Global... Announced on Friday that they're releasing Kori, uh, Kori Hisakawa and Ito Sumugi's To Sir Without Love, I'm Divorcing You. Uh, this is manga. It's going to be released. It's already out now, digitally in English, exclusively on Bookwalker until, let's say, I guess, what, May? Sometime in May, late May, because then it'll be a bunch of other digital outlets where Katakawa manga are at. Uh, and I don't mean to be mean, but. My understanding is it's only like just Kobo <laughs> for just Katakawa manga. I don't think they're anywhere else. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's that's great. But you got to go on like Kindle and Google Play and maybe look. <laughs> Are you guys on iBooks? Maybe that's why I'm not looking. I don't look at iBooks too much because it's hard to like bring up stuff over there. But Yeah, typically uh, when I buy yeah. manga and stuff, it's either directly. It's usually just like directly from the publisher, like J Novel Club or Renta. So. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Renta seems and to be cheaper than Bookwalker, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Bookwalker recently, they converted their um, their system to now U.S. like coin uh, dollars and everything, too, so you don't go with the 
with the other prices they had what was the japanese i guess the japanese prices or whatever these recent yeah that, that's that's new yeah renta <laughs> it's still points the... but it's like a one-to-one cent to points thing so mm. yeah. I, I don't know why but it it seems to be cheaper that way <laughs> mm-hmm. um stuff for books uh, announced they've licensed taro kanafuro's sovereign hell and it's stefan lapin and naoto tsushima's handyman quincy uh, these are both slated for a summer for release. And then in a bit of news, which um, honestly could have gone under the news news section or the licensing news, we just stuck it here. Uh, Justin Spakus, who folks probably know as um, the guy who founded ANN, was on the podcast for a long time, has been doing just a whole bunch of stuff over the many decades. His video production company, Media OCD, which does a lot of stuff for Discotech, has now acquired anime ego so so i guess so i guess um they're gonna be keeping the name and everything and we can't even call that a consolidation since media ocd wasn't even licensing stuff before but that's different uh i know that um the founders of anime ego have said in their macross 2 um, kickstarter updates that no nothing is changing about this release this is kind of in some way just going to free us up to work on more of the fun things instead i did pledge to the kickstarter for that so i i saw the update myself i that's how I can say that it was real. So um, it's one of the few licensing news is, um, pieces of news over the past few months that doesn't fill me immediately with dread. Although now I got to say, if Amigo was already licensing, you know, Macross 2, and Justice Vegas is a known lover of Macross, do you remember love? I think this means that he should just totally throw his weight behind trying to get that out from the clutches of whatever licensing Byzantine dungeon it has been stuck in for almost <laughs> as long as I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah good luck <laughs> listen i didn't say it was gonna be easy or doable i just said he should do it <laughs> this is a very crucial distinction <laughs> uh, the only contribution well okay aside from the fact that it was noted in an article that yeah this is basically the founder that's easing into retirement this way like i'll obviously be working on some stuff like like in the next couple uh, years but yeah easing slowly into retirement and with the with Media OCD acquiring Amigo. But the other thing I wanted to know was the fact that Justice Vegas immediately took to Twitter and one of the things that he had to, well, like, one of the questions about license and stuff like that. And obviously, one of them was like, no, we're not licensing Sansa. Sansa? We're not doing that. I will say. <laughs> like, wow, you just killed him early. <laughs> I will say, though, in some of my private chat group discords, a couple of us were going, see, right stuff? You could have just done this. <laughs> because we are uh, that was, that was salty <laughs> folks. Mm <laughs> hmm. So, all right, let's move on to the streaming news of the past few weeks. So, we got the NW Evangelion. That's going to air in U.S. theaters March 17th and the 20th. So, if you want to apparently be depressed and cry in theaters, you can go to see the showing in your area, obviously, on 17th and the 20th. I doubt either of us will, since I've not been that interested in Evangelion. I think Justin still has not seen a movie in theater since before the pandemic. <laughs> I have not seen yet. I have not gone to a movie theater yeah, I'm not paid for. <laughs> yeah, just not. Um, I could watch it because I did watch the original Evangelion, but it's obviously been ages since I watched that, and I haven't watched the Netflix one, so I don't know what I will remember. I guess the only thing is would be unique to just watch it in theaters, but yeah, I don't think I would watch it either. But good for those who wanted to see that. Thank you, J Kids. Yeah. Uh, this is also sort of weird. <laughs> it is not quite in. If you just like isolate it, it's not weird, but it's sort of weird. Uh, from Aniplex, so they're gonna release the Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister uh, Venturing Out and Knapsack Kid. These are two different films. Uh, gonna release uh, March uh, 24th and the dub March 25th. Yes, you heard me right. They're doing a dub of the series of the films, but they have not done a dub of the TV series. Oh, but, but you're missing the most important the part. First... This is going to be in theaters. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be in theaters. I do have to point that out. These are both. So now it makes you March wonder: 24th. Are they going for an Oscars qualifying run for twenty twenty five? Heck no, <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I, I, well, okay. Can if you they imagine are, them sure, announcing that as the winner of Oscars? Rascal does not dream of a Money Girl Senpai. That definitely not happening. Well, the only thing I see the Netflix is esoteric and just weird. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, the only thing I say is weird because, like I said. They haven't dubbed the TV series or the first film, so it's just like, okay, why are you guys dubbing this for? What? what what's? And I remember they released uh, 
they just recently sort well not recently but it basically just a couple months ago they released the uh the tv series on blu-ray um so it's just like and with no dub so it's just like what's happening here i don't get it uh maybe they just like okay we don't really at the time they weren't like yeah we can't really do a dub for this but still sort of weird oh well but i think fans will be happy to see see it in theaters so there you go uh, let's see. Crunchyroll has added uh, Marginal Prince and Season 2 of the Bumachan anime. I could have sworn that they had Marginal Prince before. And I would like to know why my air purifier is so offended and somebody started running more of it anyway. And, and now I'm hearing it too. Let's go. That's just the air purifier too. I don't know what happened. I, I think it's offended by the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want me to turn it off? No, just let's go. Okay. And Tubi TV has also added a couple of anime to their service. Uh, Anpanman, Dororon, and the Transformation Car Carnival. Anpanman, Fluffy Furry and Lat Land of Clouds. Legend of the Millennium Dragon. Paprika, the Skycrawlers, and Tokyo Godfathers. So that is quite a spread from the children's to the... My not even hot takes that Skycrawlers is boring as hell at all the movies. Ooh, I've never seen the sweat color, so it's not even a hot take. You either love it or you hate it. And I am just in the this I, is so I, I can't goddamn boring camp. Can't, and you can't know me, Justin. You know so. that I can enjoy a good character focused drama. You know that it was too boring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I totally, I totally believe you. I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> if you're not going to believe me, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and you got to watch it yourself on Tubi. Look, hell, hell, I'll just probably watch it like a, month, a year from now. <laughs> so there you go. I, I await your Anyways, book report. To, to to the final bit of streaming news, Disney anime is back again. God damn it. Well, okay, so we we, we they, they haven't left really, but we have some notable like titles that are actually gonna be streaming some of this actual upcoming season. So first, I'm gonna go with the one that's gonna air exclusively on Disney Plus in the fall, Mirai and Love. Um, kind of early for them. Like this is. I, I can only assume maybe it was planned to come earlier, but they obviously ran into the... I'm just obviously assuming, but... Um, yeah, it's... I, I can only think it was kind of come earlier, but now it's got pushed to fall. So, yeah, nice to know that early, I guess, but still interesting enough on that one. Then The Fable uh, is going to be airing on Disney streaming as well. It's going to uh, debut April 6th, and then Go Go Loser Ranger... Uh, that's also going to be airing on Disney Plus, uh, also in the spring. And if you know the last two, are Kodansha titles. Wait a minute, is that Disney Kodansha partnership finally kicking in, Helen? Is it finally happening? I forgot. All the Kodansha stuff's going to go on on Disney Plus. Is that finally going to be? Is it finally going to happen? There you go. We 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 finally had it happen. Uh, so that means basically quality assurance in another world is going to be on on, on Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, put, I'm putting it out there right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm getting kicked off my friends' um, Hulu accounts. since apparently they are also cracking down on password sharing. I got kicked off my family's Netflix one the other day, so I had to um, coordinate with my stepdad to send him money so he can add me back into the account. Just <sighs> all these companies. I know you have enough money that you are not really losing out on my eight bucks a month. You know, <sighs> capitalism, Justin. Worst thing we ever invented. <laughs> All right, and then for some weird news, um, not ignoring the fact that Netflix said six months ago it was going to kick me off my stepdad's account and took this long for them to do it. Um, McDonald's has turned into its fictional anime counterpart, Wickdonald's, for some promotions. Very strange. They're not just doing this in Japan. They are also doing this in the U.S., which is even weirder than the fact that um, Devil's a part-timer who works in Wickdonald's came back, like, a decade later. Like, this is even after that. Um... My conspiracy theory is that they are trying to do this because um, McDonald's is one of the companies that people are boycotting a lot because of Palestine. McDonald's seems to be pretty pro-Israel, like um, giving free meals to the Israeli troops, bro, um, from what I've seen. So yeah. my conspiracy theory is that this is them trying to get people to break the boycott. But I don't know. Weird. Weird news. Yeah, the only, this is the yeah, appropriate I, I section for it. <laughs> I would agree, but then the also thing is maybe we should have seen this coming when they did that initial promotion last year. I don't remember they that had that one. whole Yeah, I remember they did that whole McDonald's thing where they had that was a part time they had they had them in there with a bunch of other I think shows and movies that referenced was that in the US having or was McDonald's. That in Japan? 
Yeah, it was in you. Yeah, it was every. Yeah, okay. it was, they did a big campaign last year. This. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably put out send you a link about that. Uh, but um, to be clear, I believe you. Just I, I, okay. I totally have no memory. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why that's why I put in the script. Yeah, I guess you know they do this. Maybe they were cooking this with. Uh, I think there was a studio period that's doing these uh, shorts. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to say cooking, but um, but yeah, that that. The point is, yeah, that they they definitely are putting this out there at a at a certain time. We're, we're definitely we're not very we're, we're definitely skeptical about that. That there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about that. Um. So yeah, we're gonna have to learn the. Apparently, there's going to be a new way to learn about. It. There there are many ways to do it, but now we're gonna do it with ASMR. So, uh, there's a Japanese YouTube church that's offering ASMR and Bible readings, complete with female mascots. Um, the ASMR church YouTube channel states cute voice actors will heal you by whispering and reciting the Bible. Perfect for those who want to learn Christianity. Also, mental recovery. <laughs> God, now I'm wondering if there are like Christian VTubers. Like, you know how VTubers kind of have like a niche. I wonder if there's any VTubers where being Christian is their niche. <laughs> I will probably be Googling that after this episode. The, 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 the style, oh boy, <laughs> you have fun with that. Um, and then I asked the final bit of weird news. Not again. <laughs> Just when I thought Crunchyroll was giving you that one unique company that's still in this thing where, oh yeah, they actually violated some information. They violated some streaming policies by disclosing uh, sense information. Oh, guess what? AMC Pictures has also done the same thing. And obviously it's important because AMC has bought High Dive. And obviously that means High Dive was part of that. And that means I think people are going to be getting, what, three bucks <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, to be clear, we had the news about all of this um, a couple of years ago, I think. And then in August, they got through the court system enough to say, okay, this is a class action lawsuit. Okay, you need to offer money back to people. And so people like me, who were subscribed at the time, got an email a week or two ago in our inboxes saying, hey, if you want to be considered as part of the settlement, send us your name, your email address, and like a PayPal account number to send the money to. So that's what I did. PayPal? Okay, I don't think, okay, it might not have been PayPal, but they offered a couple of different things like a physical check your bank account direct deposit which would have involved your routing and your account numbers i think like venmo or cash app or something was one of the others or zelle i went with one of those options since i was like i think this is real but i'm not putting down my account my bank account and routing numbers just in case <laughs> but yeah we'll see if yeah, i get any money from that since i'm still waiting on the crunch um, yeah i'm still waiting on the crunch roll money i got the apple money recently <laughs> i got like 90 bucks from them for like my phone battery but i remember when i got the ikea not... money like the other year that was only like 13 bucks so <laughs> i've been getting a lot of these recently <laughs> yeah what is that what is like seriously like this like really <laughs> what is wrong with these companies what were they doing i guess what this was like well it never really happened like in 20 no like well no this happened i guess really early january or whatever so i guess well everyone's just being sloppy about you know selling off information yeah. and stuff yeah, I guess with the streaming era, yeah, you really, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Just not, not very smart, and that's why they're losing. Well, for them, it's probably not that much. I guess it depends on how much. Well, I guess it depends on how much people actually go for this. So there you go. Yeah, the pay so, yeah. payout I think is usually determined by how many people are in it. As in, the amount of money you get will be determined by that. I think there's usually a pre-established upper limit before they start sending this out but i'm not sure because i am not a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's hilarious I, I thought we were really just done with the crunchyroll thing but then just when we i mean to be clear thought, this one isn't even crunchyroll this time so we are yeah no well, no i guess thought, no i thought that was the only one and then obviously i i was fooled or i fooled myself and was obviously not aware that other companies would be engaging in this too so there you go did you get one of the emails no okay so justin's not gonna get well, his payout i'll have to tell him how much i get i mean i might get it but they already sent out the emails like a week ago, so if you were going to, you, you would have gotten an email by this point, I think. Although, check your spam box. Yeah, better check. Yeah, that's the thing. If it goes to spam, why would I? Why would I want to look at that? Why? <laughs> Seriously. All right, I think that's an episode, Helen. <laughs> that was a lot of news, <laughs> and yet it kind of feels like we talked about nothing at all, since we were just sort of reading out the news. <laughs> we just read the news. There was a lot of news. We gave a commentary, but now we got to. Go on with our lives the rest of the day. So where can we find you, Helen? Uh, you mean when I'm not, like, on the floor of my living room cutting fabric for cosplay? Yes, we're, yeah, exactly that, yeah. Or, 
or rather when I'm on the floor cutting fabric for cosplay, but also tweeting about it, look, look, you can find look, me how on about Twitter just, and Blue, yeah. Sky, Blue Sky at Wandering Dreamer. <laughs> and you can also find the other podcast I co-host, um, which is called Manga in Your Ears. So on Twitter, that's at Manga in Your Ears. On Blue Sky, it's under Taiku Podcast, which is T-A-I-I-K-U. And the website for it is also taikupodcast.com. I got a message as we were recording this, since I know my friends were recording their Taiku Movies podcast, like end of year episode today, and I got someone posting a message on Discord saying, Jesus fucking Christ, 6.5 hours, you guys. And I had wondered <laughs> earlier if they were recording two things, because I saw they started recording when I got up, and I noticed they were still recording as, like, as we started our call. At this point... Okay, at that point, this is like a full-time job. Pay me. <laughs> Five hours. At it's least like, our really? anime one is not quite that long every year. That one's more like three hours. Uh, uh, but, uh, you can find me on just on Twitter, although who knows that, that things are just going down on Twitter right now. Uh, Kami on Skronomi, still for the, till the end. We train three houses, stuff, anime, uh, anime <laughs> art. Uh, maybe I will still obviously update my media backlog whenever... I get a chance to do that. You can check out the OSG at the OSG Twitter for any news reviews. I already have a couple of reviews posted this past week. Bookworm, um, and may I ask for one? May I ask for one final thing? That's all up on the site, and then you should have a couple more reviews this upcoming week. You can check out theosh.com for all those reviews on the site as well. Um, and also obviously this, but with the podcast we posted, but also the Oshie podcast we post on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or any RSS service you have. You can go subscribe by email. And then you know what? I'm going to tell you something funny, Helen, before we sign off. I finally got into listening podcasts this this past week, Helen. I finally got back into it. <laughs> How long has it been since you were regularly and, listening to them? And it, it it made me realize, oh yeah, we don't do that thing where we tell our listeners to you know review and subscribe because that's very helpful. So I'm telling you no, all right now. No, I thought we. Conscious decision to, to not do that. I was. I, 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 I thought to, we just to didn't those get enough who to do listen that. to 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 listen to the podcast. Remember to try and review or at least I feel a, like a sellout. I'm rating, not even saying it. Review us. <laughs> review any of these services. I think it's very helpful. Apparently, so yeah, go do all that. So until next time, everybody. See ya. Bye, everybody. <laughs>